You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to episode 25 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line, the author of the bulletin, it's Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom, how are you? Hello, Ian, yeah, not too bad, thanks, good to speak to you again, how are you doing? Uh, not bad, yeah, dodging the showers, it would be yeah. fair to say. Um, I had a very pleasant weekend in the uh, waterfront city of Portsmouth, and um, water definitely being our prevalent um, theme <laughs> again, because it seems to have... Um, decimated for the second week in a row our fixtures yeah. um, we've managed to get um, four games on Tom um, only one in the first division um, so it's um, we're a little bit sparse aren't we uh, very much so unfortunately yeah yeah never mind never mind we'll, 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 we'll struggle on um, we've got a very exciting preview to come up this week actually haven't we because we're, uh, we are going to be talking about the FA Vars um, oh, yeah. but um, I think whilst we have this minor hiatus I don't know whether, this, whether we can refer to this as the Western League's winter break what do you think <laughs> um, but anyway right, we're we'll, up for the World Cup yeah, yeah very much so um, Saturday the 27th of January is the only place we can start um, we did manage to get three games on uh, in the Premier Division and um, they start off, or we start off, with last week's podcast guest, Bridgewater Town. They were at home to Clevedon Town. Yeah, and it was uh, another win for Bridgewater. Uh, now their third win in, in four games. Uh, a three-one win at home for them. Uh, and it was a good first half which set this one up. Uh, they scored pretty early through Jack Taylor uh, following some good work from, from Sid Camper. Uh, before another Jack, uh, Mr Jenkins, uh, doubled the lead. 10 minutes later uh, Taylor then added his second so he's their leading scorer of the season I think that's 14th league goal of the campaign uh, before Morgan Williams scored for Cleveson just before half time but that was how it stayed so yeah 3-1 win for Bridgewater in front of a nice crowd uh, 207 were there Absolutely. Big um, three-figure crowds in um, all three matches mm. in the yeah. um, in the Premier Division. And, um, well, the um, our next game, Longwell Green Sports, we, were, we had a bit of a laugh last week. We were talking about the, uh, the green shoots of recovery, but they are yeah. making a real fist of this fight for survival, aren't they, Tom? Yeah, pretty incredible. Uh, seven points from the last nine possible. So they are doing absolutely amazingly. A 3-2 win this weekend, uh, home to Howland. Uh, they were 2-0 up uh, in the first half, so well on their way to, to another three points, uh, thanks to goals from Ben Allen and Danny Vile. Uh, but then Hallam managed to fight back, uh, scoring twice uh, in the early stages of the second half through Kyle Thomas, uh, both coming from assist from Luke Mills. So, yeah, the game was uh, uh, all square going into the final 15 minutes, but it, and it was Longwell Green who managed to, to find the winning goal. That was Connor Davis uh, striking, yeah, to lead them to another three points. And as you say, another, another big crowd, so 176 there. It's good to see that... Um, uh, people are getting out to Longwood Green. Obviously, they're looking for a game. I would, uh, I would imagine, on the weekend with the postponements. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> looking like they're well capable of catching up uh, some teams ahead of them if, uh, if they if they don't stop winning. Yeah, and of course they're not a million miles away from. Hallen. No, so that was um, that was an important game. I know mm. I was following it on Twitter as it was going on um, yeah. Saturday, and uh, now there was clearly frustration with Hallen's first half performance. They got themselves out of jail in the second half, only to have um, that point and potentially three. I think Hallen were looking at um, late in the second half, but snatched there by Longwell Green. So their supporters will no doubt be really 
really pleased with um, with their run of form, and that will definitely be an interesting team to follow yeah. um, over these next few weeks to see whether they can get themselves out of trouble. And finally, in the Premier Division, my hometown side, Melksham Town, they were at home to Brislington. Yeah, and they've geared up perfectly for for next Saturday's uh, Vars game uh, against Trink with a, with a nice 2-0 win at home uh, to Brisington on Saturday. Uh, goals from France to Ireland, so he's done well since signing. I think that's 2-2 two two for him uh, since joining from Welton. Uh, and then also Gary Higdon scoring a penalty to extend his tally uh, as the leading scorer in the division. So yeah, 2-0 win first for Melksham. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Now, moving down into the first division, there was only one game that managed to beat the weather, and um, hats off to um, to Bristol Telephones for getting this on, and I'm just very disappointed for them that they couldn't have got a bigger crowd. Yeah, indeed. I mean, only 25, though, which, yeah, as you say, disappointing, considering uh, the lack of games that were on, but, uh, and, and also uh, for the Bristol Telephones fans, unfortunately, went down to a, a 5-1 loss. Uh, Bishop Lydiard were the, were the visitors. Uh, yeah, pretty big win from them. Uh, two goals from Ben Hebditch uh, and further goals from Mark Clooney, Jordan Leverbond and Jake Quick, uh, helping them rise four spots in the division. Obviously, the only the only winners on Saturday afternoon, five one win for them. So congratulations to Bishop's Lydiard there. Mm. Now then, we'll have a look at the upcoming fixtures. We'll start with our, with everything crossed um, yeah. for Tuesday, the thirtieth of January. There are three games in the first division. Tom, do you want to run us through those? Yeah, fingers crossed. You say uh, some, a couple of seven thirty kickoffs uh, on Tuesday night. Hopefully, we've got Ashton and Backpool United. Uh, against Portershead, um, Bishop Sutton versus Cullen. Uh, and then at 7.45, fingers crossed, it's uh, Cheddar uh, against Warminster. And on Wednesday the 31st of January, um, that's transfer deadline day, isn't it, Tom? Mm, yeah. I wonder who the big movers will be in the Tool Ooh. Station Western League. Uh, we've only we've got two fixtures on uh, in the first division: Oldland Abertonians at home to Welton Rovers, and Roman Glass St George take on Sherborne Town. And both of those games are a seven thirty kickoff. Now, we will turn our attention to what is really the biggest day so far in our league's calendar: Saturday, the third of February. And um, we look at two of our member clubs in FA Vars action. Now, as much as I enjoy having these little chats with Tom every week, um, I thought that um, we'd send our roving reporter, our detective, our Sherlock Holmes, Kerry Miller, uh, into the archives once again to find out a little bit more about Mask United and Tring Athletic. They are, of course, the opponents for our very own Bradford Town and Melksham Town. So uh, over to Kerry to tell us about Mask. Mask United is uh, actually in a place called Mask by the Sea, which is near Redcar, which in itself is east of Middlesbrough, um, which is pretty much in Norway as far as we're concerned. Um, and uh, they are currently second in the Northern League uh, Premier Division. They're two points behind Morpeth Town. Um, the Northern League, as I'm sure you're aware, is a very strong league with long-established sides uh, from the uh, old amateur league, uh, sorry, old amateur cup, and and the Vars teams like North Shields, 
uh, West Auckland, Whitney Bay, Bishop Auckland and Gisborough, teams of that nature are all are all in that division, which um, tends to, to give uh, an idea of how strong Mask are. Um, at home, they've won um, eight out of ten. Well, uh, they've won eight and drawn one out of ten league games. And although there seems to be some uh, problem regarding the, the pitch that uh, they've had a lot of trouble, as indeed we have, uh, with with weather up there. And in the previous round, they um, they had to postpone a game, and the following week they played it at Billingham Town, which is a few miles west of where they are. And um, that could well happen again, um, although I think everybody, including myself, are going up on the Friday or, or indeed now I'm going up on the Thursday. So it's all going to be fingers crossed to see exactly what, what does go on up there. So that is quite important, isn't it, Kerry, that, that if there is a concern about the playability of the pitch, that actually there is an alternative plan, because going, um, going up to North Yorkshire is no mean feat. Well, exactly. I mean, I don't know exactly, but it must be 300 miles from, from down here. Um, and it's it's not it's not a journey you'd want to do for a postponement at two o'clock. Um, so I think what what is going to happen is that uh, they that Bradford will be told on Friday whether to travel or not. Um, and uh, but that will be too late for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm travelling on Thursday with fingers crossed and staying over. But I'm certainly looking forward to it. And I think that um, Bradford. They're doing things the hard way because in the previous round, of course, they had to go. Uh, they had to go abroad to play Newport Isle of Wight, and uh, despite playing with um, having the goalkeeper sent off, playing with ten men for an hour, they still came through, which was remarkable. And now, of course, they've got to go um, right up north to to one of the one of the uh, tournament favourites. Um, so it uh, you know, it's fingers crossed and. Um, but, but they're a good side, they score goals, they play football, and uh, they're streetwise, which indeed um, you know, most of the northern sides are as well. So it, uh, it's going to be a tough one, uh, but um, you know, there's a position in the last eight for the winners, so let's, let's fingers crossed for Bradford Town. Absolutely. In Dan Cottle, we trust. There you go. Exactly. Um, yep. Now, of the two of our two sides that are that are in um, Vars action this weekend, arguably Melksham have got the um, the slightly easier task, not least because they're at home. Well, this is true, and Melksham's pitch at uh, their new ground is absolutely immaculate, and they don't seem to be having any problems with the weather, unlike everybody else down here. Their opponents are Tring Athletic, who um, who have taken over the mantle of, of top club. Um, in the in the town of Tring in Hertfordshire, originally Tring Town were in the Isthmian League, which were, they were on a par with Melksham a few years ago. But they they folded, and Tring Athletic have moved into Tring Town's ground, and they've struggled this season because um, when the draw came out um, that showed that Melksham were at home to Tring, um, they were second bottom in in their league, which is the Spartan South Midland League. Um, they've picked up in, in, in the last two or three weeks and they're something like fifth from bottom now. And they've had six wins and they've got games in hand so they, they should get out of trouble. Um, but the, the, the thing that uh, interested me was that um, in a previous round, I think it was the last round, they, they beat Berkhamsted, who um, you, you possibly know played Taunton Town in the final um, of the Vars a few years ago and Berkhamsted are top of the league at the moment 
and it, it was of course a local derby. Tringham mm. and Burko are, are very close to each other, so they are they have the capability of of uh, causing upset. I, however, would be very surprised if um, if Melsham Town aren't in the draw for the last eight um, next week. Um, they've got the home draw, uh, home advantage. They've got the, the perfect pitch to play on. They should have a crowd of four or five hundred there um, with any luck. So I think that uh, it will be a major surprise if um, if if they don't come through. Um, and again, it, it just we just have to wait and see. Contrasting fortunes for the two clubs, isn't it? Really, Bradford Town have got absolutely nothing to lose, and Melksham, well, you know, they've got one. We, the way we're talking, they've got one foot in the next round already. Well, th- that's what everybody seems to be um, inferring, and and when you look at the league tables and you see how strong Melksham are and how strong their squad is, um, you would you would uh, assume that you know that that that's a logical thing to assume. But as we've seen in the past, you know, there, there's on the day anything can happen, which is an old cliche, but but it is a fact. Happily, in the Vars, um, there are no teams whatsoever now that take it easy, as they as some of them sadly do, and and put out um, not quite so strong sides as happens in the Trophy and certainly happens in the FA Cup. The FA Vars is still competition that everybody wants to do well in um, and it's you can be you can rest assured that Tring will um, have done their homework they'll have seen Melksham or at least they've tried to see them um, they, Melksham um, won I think on Saturday um, one of the few games to be played so I can imagine that Tring would have been there so they will have done their they, they will have done their um, homework um, and uh, they will bring some people down with them um, it's not that far from Tring to Melksham. Um, and uh, I think the weather seems to be sort of more or less set fair this weekend. Um, at least we're not going to be underwater as we have been since Christmas. Um, and uh, all uh, Western League people that aren't going to Bradford, I would imagine, um, you know, could well be heading for Melksham if, uh, if at all possible. Well, Kerry, thank you very much for your time. I should be going to Melksham. You'll be going to yeah. Mask, and hopefully yeah. we'll both be able to reflect upon a positive uh, FA well, Vars weekend. So. I think the ultimate would be that they both get through and, and they don't draw each other in the quarterfinal. That's right, because we're looking forward Not to that. Not too much to ask, is it? We're looking forward to that final at Wembley, aren't we? Exactly. <laughs> Kerry, thanks very much for your time. You're welcome. Now then, Tom, we move into the Premier Division and hopefully we'll have more than three games to talk about this time next week. Yeah, um, very much hope so. So, pretty pretty full list uh, of games. As you say, fingers crossed that they go ahead. We've got Brislington versus Wellington, uh, Cadbury Heath uh, versus Bridgewater, Clevedon versus Buckland, we've got Cribs versus Chipping Sobbury Town, Cullinar at home to Oddown, we've got Hengrove Athletic against Bridport, Shepton Mallet take on Longwell Green uh, and finally Street take on Bitten. And in the first division, again, hopefully a full um, schedule. Almondsbury at home to Oldland Abertonians, Chard Town take on Bishop Sutton, Cheddar at home to Ashton and Backwell United, 
Chippenham Park take on Westbury, Canesham Town against Corsham Town, Malmesbury Victoria against Devizes Town, Portishead take on Bishop's Lydiard, Radstock Town at home to Bish- Bristol Telephones, Roman Glass St George take on Carn, Warminster take on Wincanton, and Welton Rovers are at home to Sherbourne Town. Now, as I always do, Tom, um, which are the fixtures that take your eye over the coming week? Um, yeah, I mean, besides the obviously the two huge uh, Vars games, uh, I think a lot of weather in sports, we talked a lot about them recently, but they're obviously uh, fortunate enough to be playing at the moment with all the postponements, uh, so they're in really good form, uh, and they travel to take on a set of side who haven't played now for three weeks, so, so they've had a nice rest, but they might might have, might have lost a bit of form, so that would be an interesting one to see if uh, Longwell Green can, can keep up this run, because they're still in the, in the search of uh, urgent points, there's nowhere near anywhere near safety so um yeah it'd be interesting to see if they can keep it up well my um my premier division match to keep an eye on um will be that street bitten game i think because um street of course they're the league leaders we'd expect them to um um to be doing well but bitten on their day they are capable of causing an upset against absolutely anybody and i've got a sneaking suspicion bitten will be right up for that game Moving down into the first division, I'll um, I'll show my my Wiltshire colours. Be very interested to see the outcome of Chippenham Park against um, Westbury United. It wasn't that long ago, of course, we had Tim Smith from Chippenham Park on, and he was talking in that interview the opportunity to play at Harden Hewish Park, which of course you know is now a, a, a national league um, ground, um, um, seems to bring out the best in the opposition. The opposition will be um, table topping Westbury United, um, so two sides, not a million. Miles apart. I bet there'll be a good crowd there for that as well. So I reckon that will be a, a very uh, that will be a good day out um, if they can get the game on, of course, um, because that's the big that is the big question about the weather. Well, what can I say? I think to, I think the best thing we can do um, for for this week's podcast, Tom, is to keep it short and sweet. Keep our fingers crossed and hope for better weather to come. Um, your bulletin is out. Um, where can the uh, where can the listeners find it? Slightly shortened version, obviously, but that's still on the uh, on the website, and then also uh, at the top of the homepage, uh, new look homepage. Yeah, so that's uh, all on the on the Toolstation website. And were you able to conjure up a few words for this week's non-league paper? Indeed, yeah, leading with Longwell Green's uh, in, uh, important win over over Halland. So yeah, that's in the uh, step five and six section of the non-league paper. I can't give you waffle, listeners. I just can't. I can't do it. I know we normally like to sort of get a um, um, a lengthy podcast out for you, but um, sometimes less is more. The one thing I will say before Tom and I wrap up is that last week I did put out a uh, a call to action for um, World Radio Day, uh, which is part of uh, UNESCO's celebration of sports broadcasting across the world. And we at the Western League have teamed up with UNESCO to offer one or two, I should say, lucky clubs the opportunity to have an audio commentary which I'll, um, I will be performing and it's very much for fans who are visually impaired who would love to watch a Western League match in either the Premier Division or the First Division, it doesn't matter but don't always get the chance to come along um, and follow the game live um, so hopefully this is an opportunity for fans perhaps a parent or a grandparent or a... Um, just a friend, maybe a former player who's interested in um, going back and reliving that match day experience, but doesn't get the opportunity. This is very much for them. If you do know anybody, please get in touch with me, um, Ian Knockholds, on 07817 
484 and um, uh, we'd be really good as part of UNESCO's celebration of, um, of sports radio to uh, to put together an audio commentary for, for one of our for one of our fans or for a group of fans uh, so that they can enjoy uh, they can enjoy a game. Um, well, that's enough from me. And um, Tom, hopefully, we'll have a little bit more to talk about this time next week. Yeah, and obviously these games will have to be played at some point. So yeah, plenty, plenty to look forward to in the future. Just a just another barren weekend just passed, unfortunately. So yeah. Well, at least we got some games on, and I think Indeed. with that in mind, we should t- we should doss our cap yeah. um, to those um, Western League grounds men and women who do a fantastic job perhaps don't always get the credit they deserve but when we see the fixtures decimated as they have been over the last couple of weeks for those few matches that have been able to get them get themselves on we really do appreciate the work that those that those ground staff do unlike at the top echelons of the professional game of course we know that they're not paid many of them have other jobs not least on a match day i'd expect but um we do uh, we do congratulate them because without them we wouldn't have any football to talk about on the Tuesday. Podcast. But anyway, there are heroes of this episode and we look forward to catching up with you, hopefully talking about an awful lot more mud on boots this time next week on the Toolstation Western League Podcast. <laughs>